0: Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton.
1: Throughout the scriptures, a cloud and a fire represent the presence of God. Now, for example, God led the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness by a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night. God is described in the scriptures as a consuming fire. and So th- this cloud And this fire, these are symbolic of God's presence.
0: What is it about fire that's just so mesmerizing? You could stare at it for hours and somehow come away feeling deeply comforted by it. Or that cloud you're staring at in the sky that keeps moving and changing shapes. It causes you to daydream and have a sense of peace. What if when you looked at a cloud or fire, you experienced the glory of God? Well, today, Pastor Dan talks about a man named Ezekiel, who actually saw this very thing. God's glory came in a very unexpected and unpleasant way. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 1, for today's edition of Ring of Truth.
1: We're going to begin a brand new book. We're going to start a study through the book of Ezekiel. Uh, so that's exciting. So if you want to turn there in your Bible for me to the book of Ezekiel chapter one, uh, we're also going to cross-reference Psalm 137. So if you want to go ahead and find that in your Bible uh, and mark that so you can turn there quickly when we come to it. Uh, so Ezekiel chapter one and Psalm 137, as we begin this Wonderful book, this wonderful prophetic book of Ezekiel. Well, I want to begin by just giving you some background information to the book of Ezekiel to give you some context, and then we will work our way through chapter one. Ezekiel uh, was a prophet among the Jews who were taken to Babylon in the captivities, one of only two prophets that actually ministered in Babylon, uh, the other one being the prophet. Daniel. Uh, We recently studied through the book of Jeremiah. uh, And if you remember, Jeremiah was a prophet among the Jews in Jerusalem before and after the destruction of the city of Jerusalem by the the Babylonians. Ezekiel was, was in Babylon among the captives, ministering there in Babylon, some 700 miles away from Jerusalem and, and Judah. Uh, if you recall in our study of the book of Jeremiah, the Babylonians invaded Judah on three separate occasions. The first invasion was in the year 605 BC. This is your, this is your history lesson for you uh, this week. So if you, have, if you have kids that you're homeschooling now, call them into the living room and we'll, we'll go through some history for them. Uh, The first invasion of the Babylonians was in 605 B.C. They came down into Judah from the north, invading the land of, of Judah, besieging the city of Jerusalem. But they didn't destroy the city of Jerusalem at that time. They did carry away many of the Jews as captives back to Babylon. And what they did in that first invasion and that first captivity is they took the best and the brightest of the young men of the Jews. Men like Daniel, young teenagers like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were all taken in that first captivity, the cream of the crop of the Jewish youth, carried back to Babylon. And then in 597 BC, the Babylonians returned a second time to lay siege to Judah and the city of Jerusalem. And again, they carried away many captives back to Babylon. And Ezekiel was in that second group of captives that were carried to Babylon. Along with the king of Judah, King Jehoiachin, was also carried away to Babylon in that that second group. And then finally, the Babylonians returned a third time In 586 BC, and this time, the third time, they destroyed the city of Jerusalem. They burned the city, they burned the temple, destroying the temple, and they wiped out the nation of Judah. Uh, So Ezekiel was carried away to Babylon in 597 BC with that second group of exiles. He ministered to the Jews in Babylon, His ministry in Babylon lasted 22 years. Uh, In verses 1 to 3, we have the historical setting for Ezekiel's call to ministry. If you look at verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass in the 30th year, meaning that Ezekiel was 30 years old, in the fourth month, on the fifth day of the month, As I was among the captives by the river Kibar, that the heavens were opened, and I saw visions, plural, of God, on the fifth day of the month, which was in the fifth year of King Jehoiachin's captivity. So they were in captivity for five years when Ezekiel has this vision. The word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel, the priest, the son of Buzi, in the land of the Chaldeans by the river Kibar, and the hand of the Lord was upon him there. Now notice here that Ezekiel records the exact day when he received this vision from God. Verse 1 tells us Ezekiel was 30 years old, and it was on the fifth day of the fourth month. Now that corresponds to July 31st on our calendar. So if we were writing this, if, if, if we were Ezekiel, we would say when I was 30 years old, on July 31st, is when I had this vision. It says he was living among the captives by the river Kibar in, in Babylon. The river Kibar was about 50 miles south of the city of Babylon. It was actually a canal, a man-made canal. And that's where the Babylonians settled the Jewish people that they brought to Babylon in the captivity. They, they settled them there by the river Kibar. Uh, over in chapter 3 of Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 15, we're told that the Jewish exiles lived in a city called Tel-Abib. That might sound familiar to you. The, the, the modern state of Israel has a city called tel Aviv, and they get the name for that city from this ancient city in Babylon where the captives lived during the Babylonian captivity. It it was near the river Kibar, and I want you to turn with me over to Psalm 137, to the left in your Bible, Psalm 137, and I want to read just a few verses here for you out of Psalm 137, beginning in verse 1, it says... By the rivers of Babylon. That's the river Kibar. There we sat down. Yea, we wept. When we remembered Zion. We hung our harps upon the willows. In the midst of it. For there those who carried us away. Captive asked of us a song. And those who plundered us. Requested mirth. Saying, sing us one of the songs of Zion. Well, how shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget its skill. Let my right hand go lame. If I do not remember you, let my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth. Let me go mute. If I do not exalt Jerusalem above my chief joy. So we have a picture here in Psalm 137 of of the Jewish captives in Babylon. They're sitting by the river. We know it's the river Kibar. From Ezekiel. And, and they're, they're broken hearted. They sat down and they wept. They're grieving. They're lamenting that they're in captivity. That they're no longer in their own land. Uh, they, they're no longer in Jerusalem. They, they've hung up their harps. They have nothing to sing about. Nothing to rejoice about. Or celebrate as they're there in Babylon, and that's where Ezekiel is. He's by the river Kibar. He's in the city of Tel-Abib, there in Babylon. So that gives you kind of a sense of the heart of the people as they're there in Babylon at this point. Verse 3 tells us Ezekiel was a priest. So he's a priest, and he's 30 years old. And according to the law of Moses, Numbers chapter 4, priests began serving as priests at the age of 30. So if, if they were still living back in the land of Israel and the temple was, was still standing, it's at the age of 30 that Ezekiel would have begun serving as a priest in the temple in Jerusalem. But instead he's in Babylon and God at the age of 30 calls Ezekiel to be A prophet. Now it would have been much easier for Ezekiel to remain a priest. Priests were highly honored by the Jewish people. Prophets were despised. Prophets were persecuted by the people. It was a a dangerous calling, even a deadly calling, to be a a, a prophet. And this may be why God gave Ezekiel such a a graphic vision of, of his throne, of the throne of God... So that there would be no doubt in Ezekiel's mind that God called him to the ministry. So there'd be no question for Ezekiel. Verse 3 says the word of the Lord came expressly to Ezekiel and the hand of the Lord was upon him. In other words, there was no question in Ezekiel's mind that God was calling him, that God was speaking to him. And you know how it is sometimes, Uh, you know, sometimes God God speaks to us, or God impresses something upon our hearts, and and we're not completely convinced that it's God speaking. We're not sure that it's God speaking, and it's kind of like, well, I, th- I think that's God. I, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure that it's God, and we you know we proceed with caution, prayerfully, wanting to confirm that it really is God leading us, or really is God speaking to us. That's how it is sometimes, but occasionally. God will speak to us loud and clear, where there's no question in our minds that this is God. God is speaking. God is speaking to me. There's no doubt that this is God. For Ezekiel, God spoke loud and clear. There was no question about it. This was God. And as Ezekiel was by the river Kibar, it says the heavens were open and he saw a vision of God. or by calling us at 410 491 4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth Radio Ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it.
0: Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message.
1: It's a pretty uncommon occurrence in the scriptures to have the heavens open. In fact, Ezekiel was the only Old Testament prophet to see. The heavens open, with the possible exception of Isaiah. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1, Isaiah sees a vision of God in heaven seated upon his, his throne. But the passage does not actually say the heavens were opened, just that Isaiah had a vision of God on his throne. So it's uncommon in the Old Testament. In the New Testament, it's much more common. There's actually uh, six different occasions when the heavens are opened in the New Testament. The first time we see it in the New Testament is at the baptism of Jesus in Matthew chapter 3, verse 16. Second, uh, Nathanael was told by Jesus that he would see the heavens open in John chapter 1, uh, verse 51. Uh, The third time we see the heavens opened is when uh, Stephen... Was stoned to death in Acts chapter six. He sees the heavens opened and Jesus standing in heaven. Uh, the fourth time the heavens were opened is in Acts chapter ten when Peter was on the rooftop praying and he had a vision of the of the sheet coming down that was filled with animals. If you remember that that story in Acts chapter ten. Uh, next we see the heavens open for John in the book of Revelation chapter four verse one, and then. In Revelation chapter nineteen, verse eleven, the heavens will be opened when Jesus Christ returns to the earth in power and glory. So, this for Ezekiel, this is a very unique event where the heavens are open. And here he is; he's just by the river Kibar. Uh, it's believed that the, the Jewish people gathered there by the river to pray. Uh, so he he maybe is just there by the river. Praying, just kind of an ordinary day. And God gives him a vision. Heaven's open. And God gives him a vision. You never know what's going to happen, right? When you pray or when you open the word or when you're in worship. God might open the heavens and give you a vision. Now, beginning in verse 4, we have a description of the vision. If you look at verse 4. Then I looked and behold, a whirlwind was coming Out of the north, a great cloud with raging fire engulfing itself and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire. Ezekiel sees a whirlwind coming from the north, a storm. And this storm from the north, it was a picture of the Babylonian army invading into Judah and into uh, Jerusalem the prophet Jeremiah had a similar vision of the Babylonian army coming out of the north and invading the land of Judah And Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 13 to 16. So this, this whirlwind, this storm he sees coming out of the north, it's a picture of the Babylonians coming into the land of Judah, represents the Babylonians. But notice here, look at verse 4 again, not only does he see a storm coming, He also sees a great cloud with the storm and a raging fire engulfing itself. And this is important, what he sees here. Throughout the scriptures, a cloud and a fire represent the presence of God. For example, God led the children of Israel for 40 years in the wilderness By a cloud during the day and a pillar of fire by night. God is described in the scriptures as a consuming fire. And so this cloud and this fire, these are symbolic of God's presence. Look at verse four again. He says here, and brightness was all around it and radiating out of its midst midst like the color of amber out of the midst of the fire this this is God's glory. God's, he sees God's glory here. And, and what, what's the message here in what Ezekiel sees? Here's the message. And I think it's a great message for us too. God was present in the midst of the judgment that was coming at the hands of the Babylonians. God was present in the midst of the judgment that was coming at the hands of the Babylonians. In fact, as Ezekiel is looking at this, he notices the whirlwind first, he notices the storm, but immediately his focus shifts to the cloud and the fire and he begins to describe those things and kind of forgets about the storm, the whirlwind. He gets so consumed with seeing the presence of God and seeing the glory of God that he just forgets about the storm that is coming you know, and you look at our current situation in the world and the things that we're facing, and everything seems so uncertain for us right now, and we might even be tempted to ask, Well, where is God and all of this? Well, listen, God is in the midst of all of it. God is in the midst of all of it. The things happening in the world right now are not happening apart from God or without God's knowledge or behind God's back. Yes, there's a whirlwind, but there's also a cloud. There's also a fire. God is present in the midst of the whirlwind. That's the vision that Ezekiel sees. That God is in the midst of it all. That God is there. Now look at verse 5. He describes these very interesting creatures that are present there. Also from within it came the likeness of four living creatures. And this was their appearance. They had the likeness. Of a man. Now Ezekiel will use this word "like" or "likeness" at least twenty-five times in this book. And what Ezekiel is doing is he's just describing what he saw, and he's describing what he saw with words that are just familiar to him. He's, you know, he's, he's seeing this vision, this heavenly vision, and he's saying, "Well, it, it looked like this, and it looked like that, just just like we would do." John does the same thing in the book of Revelation. If you remember when we were going through the book of Revelation, Ezekiel used things that were familiar to him to describe heavenly things that no eye had ever seen before. He says, well, it's, it's like this and it looked like this and this is the color it had. And this is the shape and it was kind of like a wheel and it was kind of like a wheel within a wheel. And, and he's just doing his best to describe it with the, the things that he's familiar with. Today, you would just take out your phone and you know take a selfie kind of thing of the picture and then just post it on social media for everybody to see. But for him, he's got to describe it with his words, and that's what he's doing here. He's trying to describe these these four living creatures. He said they had the likeness of a man. They looked kind of like men, uh, but they were different. Each one had four faces, and each one had four wings. He says in verse seven, now their legs were straight and the soles of their feet were like the soles of calves' feet. So they had straight legs like a human, but they had hooves like a calf. They sparkled like the color of burnished bronze. The hands of a man were under their wings on their four sides, and each of the four had faces and wings, their wings "...touched one another. The creatures did not turn when they went, but each one went straight forward." So they have their wings spread and their wings touched one another, these four living creatures. And so uh, it seems that they were in the shape of, of a square. "...as for the likeness of their faces, each had the face of a man. Each of the four had the face of a lion. On the right side, each of the four had the face of an ox. On the left side... And each of the four had the face of an eagle. Thus were their faces, their wings stretched upward. Two wings of each one touched one another and two covered their bodies. So he's just describing here what he sees. Now over in chapter 10, verse 15, we are told that these unusual creatures that he's describing here, that these are cherubim, cherubim. A cherubim are angelic creatures that we see in the Bible, uh, and in the scriptures, they're always around the throne of God. They're always around the throne of God. We first meet them in Genesis chapter 3, verse 24 of Genesis, after Adam and Eve were expelled from the Garden of Eden and from the presence of God. God placed cherubim at the entrance to the garden with a flaming sword to prevent Adam and Eve from re-entering the garden. So that's the first time we see cherubim all the way back in Genesis, all the way back at the Garden of Eden. He asked me how I know and I say, bring sure
0: We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ezekiel together. If you'd like to hear this message again or more from Pastor Dan, feel free to visit our website at calvaryec.com. You can listen to and download a wide range of previous broadcasts or simply subscribe to our podcast. Sometimes life can get busy. And when it gets busy, it can be hard to find the time to dig deeper into the Bible for ourselves. At Ring of Truth, we've tried to make it a bit easier for you. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you go. This way, you'll have encouragement from God's Word throughout the day. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes we'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life so please let us know by giving us a call at 410-491-4592 that number again is 410-491-4592 we'd also love to be praying for you so when you call feel free to share any prayer requests that are on your heart and we'd be happy to pray with and for you well, that's all we have time for today. Join us next time as Pastor Dan continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of Ezekiel, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize her.